They're all saving one, or most of them, most of the Hampshire fielders are saving one. Somerset need one run. It's Edwards to Hildreth. He's there and bowls Hildreth, and he gets the run away through the onside, and Somerset have won. They've won the Royal London One Day Cup. Welcome along to the Always Look on the Bright Side of Life We Hate Essex support group. Um, it's We're recording day five of the Bob Willis Trophy final. I'm sure you all know what happened. Uh, you all know the score and you all know that Essex won by virtue of drawing the game and having a higher first inning score. I'm mentally exhausted from watching it all day, guys. Um, what about yourselves? Just a bland, boring end to a game on a pretty lifeless surface. Yeah, I think the surface is surface is the winner, really. Cricket certainly not the winner. Essex certainly aren't the winners. Um, uh, you know, Essex obviously famously got us a points deduction because they thought our surface at Taunton this time last year wasn't good enough. And I certainly don't think that Harmershire give it a fair go at Chelmsford. Um, but to be honest, I'd much rather see cricket played on a surface where there's bat and baller in the action than that which once the ball got sort of its newness gone it was just a case of going through the motions yeah I, I don't think the service was I mean yeah the service was a bit slow that's the problem with it, it you know you want pitch, you want cricket pitches to have pace and life but if there hadn't been rain on the first couple of days I think there probably would have been a result either way and a positive result either way so obviously the, the service that would make the surface still an issue um but yeah, I think I think the 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 way the match peters out really sort of that that really showed how how bad the surface was, I suppose, um, for entertaining cricket in terms of you know pace and that's the sort of thing you want. Um, you want balls flying through, not sort of dropping short of the, the slips and stuff. Um, but I thought the game was good. You know, the, 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 for the neutral, that was a good game of cricket. It, it was attritional, but you know, it did keep it, it kept people hooked. To th- think for all the days and it was just the way it petered out in the end was a bit disappointing and it's obviously not ideal for final but you know it's the way it goes isn't it that's just the way cricket and sport goes you know there's there's good moments bad moments entertaining moments and you know boring moments so it's just the way it is really i think i think there's a wider question though dan and that's if, if they're going to go down this format for the county championship they have a winner takes all final they've got problems oh yeah. It's, yeah this is showing it's a really bad idea because mm. you certainly can't i don't think it's fair to have a final which says hey and if it's a draw the team that's top at the end of the the table the group stages wins it or something and having the final which apparently they're proposing to be one week later next season mm. is going yeah. to be miserable for everyone i think yeah i've said all along but before this match that the idea of a final in four-day cricket is flawed, and the Australian experience with the Sheffield Shield has shown that. Um, because you're always going to have to have a way of, if it's a draw, you know, because the draw is such a, 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 like, a fairly likely result in a four-day final, you that that that's what creates the dynamic of one team not going for the win, and that reduces the quality of the cricket. Because in an ideal world, you obviously want both teams going for a win, yeah, and there's no real solution. Um... In shield cricket, isn't it the home team has home? Uh, sorry, the team that finishes top on the points table has home advantage, and they yep. get the cup if it's a draw. So and the only need a draw. Yeah. So all to me, that so all that happens is they've got they've got home advantage, so they just prepare an absolute road 
rack yeah. ups in it. Six hundred for four plays, four hundred for seven, and it's a draw. And the side that uh, tops the table gets the trophy, which in itself isn't a bad thing because if you've come come top no, over a season, then I guess you probably should win the, win the trophy anyway. What I don't yeah. kind of struggle with, and I've been thinking about this, is let's say you have whatever method for determining which side will lift the trophy at the end of this first class five day final as soon as they kind of trigger that advantage be it first innings lead or finishing top of the group stage or having more points in their individual conference they're just going to try and take advantage of it that could have been an amazing mm-hmm. afternoon's cricket today if Essex had to win and yeah. we had to win yeah the, uh, I, I think the first innings lead is as a tiebreaker is actually better than the shield tiebreaker in terms of getting a good final because it meant for the first half of the match both teams you know were, were going for the win effectively and it wasn't until the second half of the match that Essex knew the the draw was okay whereas in the shield you get one team for the entire game thinking we only need a draw so that creates even worse cricket um but yeah as you said there's not really if Essex were going for the win that meant that we would have been going for the draw and we would have then batted differently in our third innings as because there's no way that you can have a i don't think there's a way you can have a four-day final where both teams both need to win and the, I suppose the only way you can do that is by having like a timeless match but there's all sorts of logistical reasons or whatever that you can't do that i suppose and you know there's there's probably flaws with that which i've not really thought about the, the thing the thing is that if you would have been an essex supporter i don't think essex supporters would be very happy i was i was hopping between different coverage today and I think I got the feeling across all of it that most commentators were finding it a bit unsatisfactory and the Essex BBC Essex commentator spent the last hour because I sort of felt a bit of I don't know spirituality that listening to the last hour with Gibbo was a bit cathartic for <laughs> me um, but Nick Gellithill the Essex commentator who was the same guy as yesterday um, who yesterday was driving me nuts just hoping it would rain was actually saying, I don't think Essex have won this trophy. I think it should be shared. Wouldn't it be a nice gesture if Essex said to Somerset and the ECB, we'll share the trophy? And I think that's a reflection that actually, uh, we definitely had the worst of the the conditions. This isn't sour grapes. This is trying to be objective. And we were trying to win the game. And as Ian's just said, if Essex had gone after lunch when Cook and Lawrence were in there let's have a bit of a go for an hour after lunch see if we can score at four four and a half and over put them under a bit of pressure and see what happens they'd lost a couple of wickets and then shut up shop I would have gone yep that's absolutely fine but they didn't and I'm, I'm while I'm on it the other thing I don't think Alistair Cook will look back on his dismissal with any fondness that was that to me was not the behaviour of a cricketing night and certainly is not in the spirit of cricket and I, I almost wonder whether he thought the playing regulations say you're not out until you want to be out Sir Alistair a bit like WG Grace it was a, it was a funny sort of one because it wasn't um, he did it all with a smile on his face didn't he he kind of looked up at it was mm. Bailey wasn't it who, who, yeah. who gave him out and um, yeah he just sort of marked his guard looked up stood smiled I don't know if it was more of a uh, <clears throat> a realization that his team might be in a bit of trouble now that he was out. Um, Probably, I know, but I, I've certainly seen a lot worse than that. Anthony in... Gibson was priceless because I was listening to him at that moment, and he actually said, "Well, actually, Sir Alistair, 
I don't think it matters whether you hit it or not because you'd have been at LBW if you weren't out caught behind. So actually, you were out twice. So I think you better walk off, which I thought was lovely, really. But I think let's let's at least say how proud we are of them. I don't think, you know, I know which team I'd rather be supporting next season. Um, yeah, definitely. We can't fault the effort I, I think, that the guys put in on that on that deck today. Yeah. And I'm I'm not sat here going, God, Somerset were awful today. I'm just sat here bemoaning that combinations of pitch and weather, exactly as I, as I was doing the same week last year, where we've had the best of a rain-affected draw against Essex, where Alistair Cook has been their standout batsman. We've drawn a game that we were, you could say we were on top of. It's a, we certainly were at Taunton last year. Whether we were at Lords today or not is a, a point for debate. But we've drawn two games with them, and they've walked off with a trophy both times. And that is what has yeah. pissed me off today. Yeah. And this is now, if you if you count this as the elite Red Bull competition of the season, we finished fourth. Sorry, we finished second four times out of five since 2016. You know, and if you go back to 2010 or whatever, it just it's just getting a little bit annoying now, isn't it? Do you know what? Yeah. Do you know what, guys? If they held a competition for finishing second, we probably end up finishing second in that as well. We would. There, there's probably <laughs> some some team in the Afghan Premier League or Australian football or something that's come second one more time than we have over the same period of time but, but there's a couple of examples I know of I don't know about more than us but there's Bayer Leverkusen 2002 came second in all three competitions a bit like us in 2010 they're another one who's a bit like us and also in CPL the Guyana Amazon Warriors are um, I'm pretty sure they're notorious for coming second all the time so there are other teams like us, but I think we do beat those two at least. Mm. But um, going back to the match, just as you were saying, yeah, we played, yeah, we we played out of our skins in that game. There's nothing more we could have done. You know, we had a few bad moments with, you know, we had a few bad moments. So did Essex, but overall, we I think we did everything we possibly could have to try and win that game. And unfortunately, just mm. we just you know didn't come out on top this time. You've got to, you've got to feel for the players because the three of us are emotionally drained. We've lived every ball for the last five yeah. days. How you know? I know it's the end of the season for them, but they are that. I really feel sorry for them on that coach journey home for the next few days. Actually, now I'm quite glad we haven't got a T20 quarterfinal on Thursday because it would need motivational skills of the highest order to get back up after that. I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, so looking forward to next year. Then do we do we generally think that if they are going to do this this conference with final system next year? Is this going to be something that we are going to be sat talking about year in, year out, that we are playing a final mm -hmm. on the cusp of autumn and it's been ruined by the weather slash pitch conditions slash bad light? Um, and then ultimately, do you know what? Have your finals for one day cricket, but first class cricket is just not suited to a one-off knockout yep. match environment. Agreed. The only the only possible justification would be if the top two, because the way they're talking about it with this conference system and then splitting them into tiers, if the top two at the end of that played a final with all the points from the season so far counting. So in this mm. example, we'd have gone in with 97, they'd have gone in with 90. So if you tot up the points as they stand now, we'd be we'd have won the title by virtue of more points because you still have your bonus points and your oh, points for so draw. You're about... So in other words, it gives the team that finishes second the chance of a blowout victory. 
you know, or if you finish two points apart, game on sort of thing, which is perhaps a bit more competitive than the other options we've been talking about. But I agree with you, Ian. I don't, you know, let's let's have a, let, the ECB are probably going, do you know what? Having a final at Lords once a year for domestic cricket is a really good idea. Mm-hmm. What ne- Oh, hold on. We're having a downgraded 50 over final at Trent Bridge, which is going to be a development competition because we've got the the competition that's not for the like of, likes of us because we're going to attract a new audience next year. Oh yeah, that's right. Cause, oh, that's right. All those um, cricket fans in uh, tr- all those well, those that untapped market of cricket fans in uh, in Polzeath and Penzance and Truro, they're off to Cardiff next year to watch the hundred, aren't they? Yeah, oh, dear. One more point about the final as well. In keeping the, the the reason for a final in future years, because this year there was a need for a final because of the format. I think yeah. the, the, three good six, then you know regional had to there let wasn't me enough final. time to play like the top tier groups was that yeah exactly next year though there is you know it's just going to be based on the top two from a league of six for me the reason you'd have a final in future years is for entertainment reasons and for like giving cricket a showpiece event you know end of season it sounds great you know great showpiece event end of season but for pure cricketing reasons i don't think you need a final in the county championship because and this isn't something i'm saying just because we lost whatever you know i've always thought this about finals and four-day cricket for me, the county championship should be, you know, pure, pure cricket, and it should be, you know, the, the best teams playing the best if possible, and it should be, you know, a league, and then because the purest, the purest result in sport is when you play everyone twice, and then you, the winner is the one with the most points. And for me, that's what the county championship should be, and the limited over competitions should be the ones that have finals. So that that's the main reason I think that I. I'm not on board with the final in future years. There are pros, but I just think it is a, it is a flawed concept, and it always, it always has been, you know, prior to this this match. Yeah, another flaw with the with the Lords final in five day cricket is you're not going to get that much of a crowd because you know if you've got to shell out for four or five nights in a hotel in London and all your all your drink and your 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 food and everything, it's going to cost you a small fortune. And annual leave as well. You might not have annual leave to take. Which brings us back to you have the final hosted by the team that finishes top. So that takes away Mm. the whole reason I see it, that the ECB won a final because they want to get more cricket on at Lords. I did see an idea about a final, whereas if you finish top, you can decide whether to have it at home (laughs) and have this first innings draw rule, or you can play it away but win automatically if you draw, which I think it's interesting, but I think just adds another another layer of uh, complexity to it all. Yeah, to think about, yeah. But yeah, not okay. A, keep it for okay, one day. Cricket. We're all ex- we're all exhausted. Yeah, Steve's got to go off for his dinner at quarter seven, everybody. So, uh, <laughs> should we should we wrap I'm it up there, very gents? Hungry. I- <laughs> um, yeah, you, happy to. All right, okay. Um, you haven't heard the last of us for this year because we're going to come uh, come and do a review of uh, of the whole season. Uh, we'll probably do that sometime this week once we've had a chance to recover from today. Uh, we'll be doing our annual awards ceremony, which I think we're going to call the Golden Apples. So uh, I'm just going to let Stephen down the cat uh, know the categories for those after we finish tonight. But um, yeah, on a day that it uh, wasn't to be for Somerset, um, drawing the Bob Weir's Trophy final and losing. The trophy itself, by virtue of uh, 
having a first innings deficit to Essex. Uh, onward and upward for next year, guys. Um, I'll catch you in the week sometime. Uh, for Steve and Dan, it's Ian. And uh, yeah, commiserations to Somerset, but uh, very proud of you on a on an excellent season. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch you in the week. Hi, Hi Tom. Yeah, I'm very good, thank you very much. Yeah, enjoyed watching that uh, final very much. What was it like to play in? It felt like a really tight contest all the way through. Yeah, I think it was a very tight contest. You know, firstly, it was, it was great to be involved um, in the sort of showpiece final at Lords. You know, it's disappointing to come out on the wrong side of the result. Um, but as you say, you know, that's how it felt right throughout the five days. We had to fight really hard sort of, to keep ourselves in the game. Um, and obviously the first innings, they got a slight lead, but you know, going into day four, I still felt like the game was really on. And then we put ourselves in, in I felt, a relatively dominant position and obviously couldn't, couldn't quite force a result today. That's a shame, really. I guess if we hadn't had the rain, then it, then it could well have, have been a different story. That would have been interesting. Yeah, I mean, hindsight is a, obviously a wonderful thing, especially when you, when you come out second, you, know, you often think about the what-ifs. Um, I felt it was a very, very tight game, you know, two very evenly matched sides. Um, it's obviously disappointing to come out second. I felt, as I say, we had a, had a real good shot at it, at it today. Um, I felt like we had what it takes to take 10 wickets, even on a pretty good wicket. Um, but ultimately, yeah, we've come up just short, so it's pretty disappointing. But I think hats off to Essex. They're a quality side and obviously um, full credit to them. You know, in particular, obviously, Sir Alistair Cook. I mean, that was a phenomenal innings in the first innings. It really was to, to watch. Uh, it's unbelievable to have someone of that quality in, in your side, isn't it? Um, that was the key moment, wasn't it? The fact that they were able to get past your 301, and then you had to really chase the game. It was, as you know, as it turned out, that was that was the crucial sort of part of the game. And you know, I guess they all sort of played around him. He he played beautifully well, and you know, he didn't really give us a sniff. Um, but I thought the boys sort of ran him really hard, you know, kept asking questions and um, yeah, it was obviously, it was always going to be tough um, given the nature of the surface um, when we were sort of behind on first innings. But um, as I've said earlier, I think, you know, we had a great shot at it today, but it wasn't quite meant to be. Just came up short, but you were fantastic in the group stage. I think your coach, Jason Kerr, said you played some of the most exciting cricket he's ever seen a Somerset side play. Is there a lot to look forward to, especially given the fact that you've had a few youngsters come through and perform yeah. this season? Absolutely, yeah. There's a number of positives sort of we can draw upon, and um, obviously the emotion is still quite raw, raw of um, coming second. But equally, you know, the way we played through those group stages was brilliant. You know, I think we're always developing, we're getting better, which is pleasing, and you know, we've got to trust what we're doing. Um, but like you say, the way that some of the young lads have come into the side and and really put their hand up this year has been been brilliant and bodes really well for us moving forward for sure. Tom Lambert be really impressed, didn't he, with his century in the second innings? And you've been involved with the Lions as well. Do you feel he's ready for higher honours? Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's really sort of shown his class. Um, I think he's scored 300s in the last three games. Um, but the manner of those innings has been particularly impressive. Um, you know, in the previous games, we were under a lot of pressure, and obviously there was a final on the line, and he showed inc incredible temperament. Um, and then, obviously, in this game, again under pressure, he played an in innings which, which sort of gave us a chance in the second innings. Um, incredibly talented, um, humble lad, you know, very popular in the dressing room, and you know, equally Eddie's Eddie's performance in the in the first innings sort of was was a brilliant effort. And you know, of course, it'd be remiss of me not to to acknowledge Lewis's uh, efforts with the ball as well.
well, listen, hard luck today, but congratulations on, on a very good season otherwise, and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys and the youngsters next year as well. Appreciate it. Thank Thanks you very so much. much.